Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Shania. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast, I don't know if you know this, Ian, but it's all about hair thinning, scalp care, luscious long locks. Hair growth. Basically everything hair. Why'd you single me out just then? (laughs) (laughs) Am I thinning? (laughs) No, I just didn't know if I told you, like, what the podcast is about. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. It's all right. It's all right. I get it. (laughs) And on today's podcast, we'll be joined by Shab Kaspara, which is one of New York City's trichologists. Fantastic. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, my God. Shania, I've got to tell you something before we jump into this podcast. What? I cut my own hair. It was really bad. I She's it. not even joking. I'm, just not, joking. Just I'm joking. not joking. That's why my hair is curled because I, okay, I put my hair in a ponytail. My no. ends, I don't know what's happening. I am, I feel like I pride myself on having such long, thick, luscious hair. All of a sudden, everything in my life has gone downhill. <laughs> my hair, my body, my looks. I'm just not peaking. But anyway. So I was wearing my hair in a ponytail yesterday and I pulled it to one side and I was like, I'm just going to cut these wispy ends. So I just went chop. And then I thought I was a hairdresser and I was like, chop, 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 like thinning it out. Looks awful. And then I didn't realize when you pull it to one side that this side will be longer. So in my ponytail, I've got like a short bit and then a long bit. And Ian walked in and he's like, oh, like I thought you just hadn't like finished cutting it. I'm like. No, I have. <laughs> oh my Hang God. Hang on. Can I, can I tell this story from my point of view? Yeah, sure. Please. So I was sitting in, in the office yesterday in my office and I get a text message from Kayla that said, Ian, <laughs> wait a bit. I cut my own hair. <laughs> It's like a little kid who yeah. like no, goes under the table and like cuts her hair. That's literally what Ian said. Ian has a two-year-old daughter, Eloise. She's and he, three now. Three, sorry. <laughs> I'm moving up. And he always refers me to his daughter. Like he's always like, oh, Eloise does that. Eloise does yeah. that. Eloise eats that. And I'm like, I basically am Eloise at yeah. this point. Yeah. And you guys he, are almost the same. Yeah. Same. And he goes, I have to stop Eloise cutting her hair sometimes. <laughs> I only had to stop her twice and now she doesn't try anymore. So Well, you never tried to stop me well, once. I, so that's no, on you. I, I missed that one. Yeah, that's that on one. you, so if I that's have bad poor hair. Parenting. That's purely you. That's you, Dad. I actually can't tell when yeah. I mean oh, you have oh, your you hair wait. Cut. You wait. It's can't not wait to see. if my hairdresser's listening to this, she's probably dying right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did cut my own hair. Well, it's not too bad. At least it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I I was honestly tempted last night to just shave my hair. It's going through a bit of a Britney Spears. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw her attack a car with an umbrella this morning. Me or Britney? Uh, you. What? Did I? <laughs> no. That's oh, hi. That's the Britney reference. It's happening. I'm losing my mind. I don't even know what I'm doing. So we need to keep all the scissors away from Kayla, all the razors. All the umbrellas. All, yeah, everything. But it literally, it, I looked at the end of the ponytail and it was like half of it was cut. <laughs> I was just like, I just assumed that she was going to keep cutting. No. And now I'm worried because the other half that I cut, I'm like, that's really... Don't do anything. Because no, if you like, keep going, I know. there's no end. But I'm like, that's really nice hair. So basically one half of my hair ponytail is really nice. Other half is short and frazzled. I'm not sure what's happened. Oh, God. I think it's when I tried to thin it out as well. It's made it look a bit more wispy. <laughs> what scissors did you use? Like um, the surgical? Sur- surgical scissors. <laughs> Oh, isn't that what it's made for? Do you for? know, I think we should call Anthony Nader and talk to him about what you've done. Well, I mean, perfect timing to talk to a trichologist. She can tell me how I can grow my hair mm-hmm. and tell me all about hair health so I can go back to having long, luscious hair. Well, let's get Shab on the podcast, Fantastic. shall we? And let's on that Shab. note, let's welcome Shab. <laughs>
So Shab Kaspara is a trichologist, an expert on healthy hair growth and scalp wellness. She is the founder of Leona Co, which is the first tech-enabled hair care retail platform, matching women to the best hair growth solutions and devices from around the world. Shab has also been featured in Forbes, Vogue, Women's Health, Allure, Birdie and Cosmopolitan as one of the most recognised trichologists in New York City. As a member of the American Hair Loss Council, she continues to discover the latest developments and research in the hair growth space. Welcome, Shab. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, you guys. I am so excited to have this conversation with the three of you. I know, looking forward to it. Well, do you want to start off about maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you kind of got into what you do as well? Yeah. So I am a trichologist and that means I'm a hair health expert. So I focus on the way our hair grows. Trichology basically means connecting all the dots, with all the different factors that contribute to the quality of hair that we grow and how it grows. And, you know, I my background was cosmetology, so I was a hairstylist first. I grew up in, born in Iran, grew up in Toronto, and my mother there had hair schools and hair salons, and I was that little kid just getting my hands in everything and fell in love with the industry, moved to New York 10 years ago to continue celebrity hairdressing and working for some of the best hair salons in the city and really loved it. You know, got to that place as a hairstylist that you can only dream of and except the thing that happened was that as I continued to help people aesthetically look really good, right, and make you look your best when you're leaving the salon, after all those many years behind the chair, I started to realize that there's a bigger issue at hand that nobody is addressing, that women don't have one single resource they can rely on outside of what their hair looks like, but what's happening to their hair over time. And I started to see patterns in women's hair journeys, specifically women, because men have always been thinning and losing hair and we've seen that and it's nothing new and it's been exposed. But for women, this was such a taboo thing. And I started to see my clients over the years thin, have more scalp issues, you know, really kind of try so many different things and yet not really find the right thing that was working or not know who to rely on. And so I gave my boss, like a major hair salon owner here in New York City, a heart attack, quit my job overnight. (laughs) And I was just like... I got to go. There is way more education out there. I love to learn. I come, you know, from my mother's educational schools and hair schools, that background. I love to learn more about hair all the time. And that was when I realized I know nothing about hair. And yet I was the expert everyone relied on. I know nothing. And so that was really humbling to realize that I don't understand why you're losing hair. I don't understand why your scalp's acting out. I don't know why your hair's thinner than it was 10 years ago. I don't know why your hair stopped growing. You know, now I understand all of that. And so for the past four years, being a trichologist has just been such a fulfilling job because I've been able to actually help women keep their head up, walk with more confidence and not have to really worry about their hair anymore, which is like the greatest gift you can give anybody. So today I consult with a lot of different brands on the messaging for consumers, on marketing, on product development, on how to help consumers get the help that they need, how to help consumers use the right products. 
um, and also have done you know a, a lot of private clients that I serve that help them with their hair growth and also have done a lot of virtual consultations one-on-one with with clients to help them really through their whole journey and find the right products and solutions and and so many more things amazing (laughs) I think that's so interesting I'm so interested to learn about it because I guess no one really talks too much we talk about you know the ends of our hair but I feel like we don't really talk about like where our actual hair comes from and scalp so I'm super excited to delve into that yeah I remember like I would always get my hair done and I feel like I've always had like scalp issues and whenever I would go to the hair salon anyone that would be like cutting my hair or styling my hair they didn't really answer my questions properly and I like didn't even know that trichology was even a thing so neither did I I'm so excited yeah neither did I I had no idea what it was and it really has blown up more recently this whole conversation about hair health and hair loss and hair growth it's relatively new for sure and I think especially after COVID like a lot of us especially I feel women I know you as you said men always kind of experience hair thinning but after COVID we started to see hair thinning hair loss and I know I did I even came to Ian and I was like oh my god I'm gonna go bald like what can I do he's it's probably just because you had COVID and I don't care if I had COVID like what am I gonna do yeah COVID was a rude awakening it was a lot of women experienced it for the first time it was scary yeah a rude awakening in more ways than one but (laughs) should we jump in and talk about first what is like what causes hair loss and hair thinning I know there's probably a million things that cause it, but is there a pattern? Yeah, definitely a million things. I mean, I think right off the top, the best way that you want to look at it is your hair is a marker of your health. So we don't have too many things externally that are going to show us what's happening internally, right? We have our skin and we have our hair. And your hair is a product of what's happening inside so that's definitely one thing internally what's happening so we're talking nutritional deficiencies we're talking change in diets or people aren't getting enough protein or not the right kinds of protein like vegans and vegetarians are kind of missing out if they're not eating a real complete diet and then there's many other things like we're talking medications we're talking scalp issues like psoriasis we're talking you know post-surgery trauma dramatic weight loss we're dealing with all those glp1 drugs today i mean you guys are in australia i don't know what is going on there but here it is an absolute craze and so that kind of rapid weight loss that many people are experiencing today for the first time well it's no wonder you're shocking your system and your hair starting to act out We also have hormonal disruption from stress. Stress levels are higher than they've ever been. Women statistically are more stressed than men. They have been throughout the years and that gap only continues to widen. That's a whole separate conversation. And then we also... (laughs) He's probably thinking, I'm like, uh, (laughs) going to get into gender dynamics here. (laughs) I know, but it's true and, and the stats are showing it, right? Women just have higher levels of cortisol and so that's also no wonder that today we're experiencing more hair loss we also have the environment and toxic products our air isn't the same our water quality is not the same you know our food's not growing the same unfortunately so these are things that we need to be more conscious of today if we expect to have the results generations before us had and then also the way you wear your hair so braids and tight hairstyles 
continuously putting your hair under that kind of tension will affect the follicle and over time you'll start thinning you'll start seeing you're losing hair around the edges and the front that is definitely me i always wear a ponytail and i always say to ian i'm thinning like up here i say it to you as well and it's probably because i'm wearing ponytail all the time yeah it's such an easy way to put stress on the hair and then it kind of accumulates over the years so tight when i see someone with a really tight pony i just want to walk over and loosen their ponytail a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and just be like it still looks good just you know when you get like the whole facelift like the the brow lift (laughs) yeah which looks non-surgical brow which we love yeah nothing against it but you gotta kind of give your hair a little bit of a break so if you're gonna do tight hairstyles you're gonna do a high pony you're gonna do a super tight bun don't do it all the time you know and don't Mm. keep it in your hair for 12 hours so we have to be conscious because our hair just it can't withstand that kind of trauma no my hair just like when i take it out from a ponytail and then you like brush through it it's like you guys it's perfectly normal to lose anywhere from 100 to 150 hairs a day and you really you know like you look like you have a lot of hair there so i do have a lot yeah. of shania does have a lot of hair but yeah. i swear we will find shania's yeah. hair everywhere yeah. in the clinic i'm like yeah up shania's hair up shania's it's hair. easier to see as well i guess yeah because it's black yeah, yeah. that's, that's sure. the persian in me as well <laughs> what are we supposed to do though if we do have you know we're on medication or we are stressed and we are getting that hair thinning like we can't stop the stress or you know what i mean I think the first thing to manage is definitely stress. It's like the easiest way to lose your hair. Any kind of like traumatic stress incident that happens in your life, because of the way your hair cycles and your hair work, what happens is you have this delayed reaction and that kind of stress-induced hair fall, you'll see it happen like three to four months down the road. So we won't even be able to make a correlation to a certain thing. Like you might just wake up one day and you'll start noticing you're shedding a lot. But if you do the math and you kind of count back three to four months and think about what happened, did you have a major surgery? Did you go through a super stressful event in your life? Did you have a bad breakup? Did you lose your job, right? Did you start a crazy diet? Then you can understand why that change is happening but it's hard to always kind of like be aware of when we're under stress or when it's happening until it's too late i would definitely say a lot of natural supplements that we're seeing kind of natural remedies and ingredients in hair supplements today that are trying to decrease our stress levels ashwagandha was a major one that was Mm. super helpful and beneficial to the to the hair follicle itself and just to overall calm down any inflammation in the body. So if you're like running really, you know, like a high stress individual and you're noticing changes in your hair, it's just no wonder. So anything that you can do to calm down your stress levels, and we know the things, right? We know all the things. We know working out is great for lowering our cortisol levels. We know meditation is great. And we know these are all scientifically proven methods. So eat right, exercise, and a lot it'll go a long way for your hair i literally complain about thinning hair and i'm like sitting here being like i do none of that (laughs) (laughs) so probably could start somewhere yeah also working in a high stress environment you know with a a difficult boss yeah so tell us like how can we get really nice long healthy luscious hair like yours (laughs) right this is work 
it's so long it never fits in any of the frames but yeah it's so nice (laughs) thanks it's work you know a lot of people just Mm -hmm. kind of want that magic pill or the one product that's going to revive their hair overnight and it just doesn't work like that unfortunately I think there's two ways to treat your hair right like I said there is internally you can do it and you can also do it externally and you want to cover all your bases if you really want to see results so that means internally let's supplement let's take hair supplements specific nutrients that are targeted towards your hair we also Mm. want to be eating right so we want to make sure we're getting the protein we want to make sure we're eating a healthy diet just to help the hair quality grow in better and then there's scalp care for sure. You know, what are you doing with your scalp? Are you taking care of it? Are you maintaining it well? And are you e- enhancing it with products? And then, of course, frequent trims, right? Because there are a lot of women that want to hang on to their locks for dear life just mm-hmm. to get it longer. And what happens with split ends is, and and this is this will change your whole approach to how long you cut your hair. When you understand that, when you have a split end at the very bottom of your hair and you don't cut it, the split end will only, <laughs> we're all, we're all checking our ends Keep now. Keep splitting. Right. So <laughs> yeah. what happens is the oh, split wow. end, it, it keeps going up, right? Because once it's split, it continues to split until you cut it. So getting cuts is actually really good for you. So let's say every six to eight weeks, right? Those are the people that have the healthiest hair. And it'll also stay long because if you go every six to eight weeks and you find a hairstylist that you can trust, if you just dust the ends of your hair, you won't be going backwards. So you'll wait every six to eight Mm -hmm. weeks, get a little dusting. You'll maybe lose a week or so of growth. And then you wait another six to eight weeks, lose another week or so of growth in the cut. But then over time, you'll look at your hair after the next six months and you'll be like, oh my God, it is longer and it's so much healthier versus waiting six months and not cutting it even once because the whole thing has got to go. Yeah, true. And you touched on scalp health. So I feel like this is something that I've always suffered with. And as I said earlier, every time I went to the hair salon, I haven't really gotten an answer as to how to really treat and nourish my scalp. So what is your advice for that? I think one of the biggest issues with scalp care is that a lot of people don't realize they have scalp issues. You know, having been behind Mm. the chair for so many years, this was one of the things I could never wrap my head around. I had all these clients, you know, super successful, busy, high maintenance women, like you name it, right? They'll take care of everything head to toe. They'll come in and they'll have, you know, a flaky scalp or excessive oiliness on their scalp and they just didn't even think it was a thing. And what I know today, the worst thing that you can do is allow that sebum, the natural oil that your scalp produces, to sit on your scalp for long periods of time. But the thing is, like, people are really conflicted because traditionally, if we think about back in the day when women would go to the salon like once a week or once every 10 days and get their blowout and sit under the the hood dryers and you know they would never get you know they wouldn't wash their hair every day that was crazy they had their perfectly done hair unfortunately just the environment today is so different that we can't get away with that anymore it's just not smart so there's more toxic pollution in the air and that sits on your scalp you know if you go outside Again, you guys are in Australia. I'm in Manhattan, so like this happens very easily. Mm. I I haven't been to Australia, but I just think it's like, 
I can't wait to go because I know you guys are just so rich in natural resources and like you have such a beautiful lifestyle there. But I would imagine your hair is <laughs> just a little Please come visit bit. us. I would love to. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. Especially because I work with a lot of brands from there. So we'll get into that in a second. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the air is not the same. The water quality is not the same. So when we wash our hair, there's residue coming out of our pipes. There's contaminants mm. in our water. So it's really important to take care of your scalp by using a weekly, if you're washing your hair frequently, using a weekly scalp scrub, something that's going to help dislodge the buildup. We need, we need help. Our shampoos today are so mild and so gentle, which is great now that we have all these sulfate-free products that are you know, aren't using harsh cleansers that are sensitizing our scalp, that are really bad for our health. That's wonderful, but they're just not getting the job done. So we want to use scalp scrubs. They're the best thing that's ever happened to our scalp. And we also want to then nourish our scalp and use a topical that's going to help the follicles, strengthen your follicles so your hair grows longer for a longer period of time. You want to balance out the microbiome on the scalp. So make sure that it's just a healthy environment because when you have a healthy scalp environment, you can grow your best hair that way. Otherwise, your hair is struggling. It's like depriving your plant of water and the soil mm. just starts to dry up. Yeah. Do you have any examples of a nourishing scalp treatment? Because I'm always scared to put products on my scalp because mm. I hate having oily looking hair. Yeah. So I yeah. just, uh, my hair is probably shit because I only shampoo my scalp and then I just condition the ends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's so, because we're not used to it. Like a scalp topical is such a new product category. We're not used to like putting anything on our scalp. The majority of scalp product topicals, well, the good ones, okay, being a retailer myself, like I can tell you it's not, <laughs> it's not easy to find good hair products out there. I mm. talk to brands from around the world. I seek out some of the best products. It is just not easy to find well-made products out there. I will tell you though, a really, if you want, do you want a product example? Yeah, love. Yes, please. <laughs> we'll probably go and buy it. Okay, <laughs> we will. So this is actually, I'm so excited to tell you guys about it. This is an Australian brand, Evelis. Oh. They are a yeah. very all-natural, high-quality brand of products that are made in Australia, not easy to find here, and they have products to prevent hair loss, to promote hair loss, to reverse hair loss. They have all these different categories. But their product is so jam-packed with nutrients and like these actives in there that's going to stimulate your scalp and nourish your, your, and nourish the scalp. But this is an amazing product that won't leave that residue on your hair. So they're designed uh, to be really light. I literally checked oh the group chat and yeah. I'm like typing in and I'm like buying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Add to cart. Yep. They have really great stuff. They have great shampoos and conditioners also that are, again, really clean and safe. So I highly recommend them. But you don't have to worry about residue. The majority of the products, they, they're not oil-based because it's not skincare. They're not trying to moisturize at the same time. They might have light moisturizers in it, but typically you'll see that they won't really leave much behind and they absorb and dry really quickly. Cool. Shab, when, you, when you're putting together a treatment program or when you're seeing clients, as you say, predominantly women, 
does that advice translate over to men as well? Or is there a difference in terms of the gender in, in what you do normally? Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that the, the changes that happen to women's hair, thinning, hair loss, you know, the inability to grow, the quality changes over the year, there's, they're hit by so many different factors that men don't experience. So male hair loss is, is primarily hormonal. So we're talking like, you know, men, it's, it can be very straightforward. Whereas for women, it's much more complicated, as with everything else. Surprise. We just have <laughs> way harder in life than men, don't we? You know, it's just, okay. it just, it is what it is. And I think we're doing a really great job at tackling all the crazy stuff that we need to understand about our bodies. But for men, I mean, you know, I, I definitely recommend men immediately to get their blood work done because between their hormone levels and nutritional deficiencies, you can basically just fix your hair. And then also genetically, like the androgen sensitivity in your follicles, so like the way your hair follicles react to your hormones is different in every guy and and women also, but predominantly men. So I always say to men, you got to get your hormone levels checked out and you have to get them balanced out. It's pretty straightforward. Whereas with women, it's like we're looking at the whole lifestyle. Like we need to map everything (laughs) out. You know, we got to get into personal conversations. We have to get into all the female related stuff. When you're treating, do you, like a patient, is it just kind of products that you recommend and obviously internal health and external health, but do you ever incorporate modalities like LED light therapy or PRP needling to help stimulate hair growth as well? Yes. So... Instead of LED, I am a proponent of laser light therapy. So we're talking deeper penetration. We're talking more focused lasers. And you can see this device behind me right there. That is, for example, what's an LLLT, so triple LT devices. These are low-level laser therapy devices that are using a safe, you know, really really like FDA cleared laser light that's going to help penetrate to the level of the follicle because we're talking like epidermis right we got to get a little bit deeper when we're treating the hair Mm -hmm. and these laser lights can do a much better job so I'm all for laser lights LED also can help it's just not going to get you the same results or as fast Mm -hmm. as laser can and then PRP is the greatest thing that's ever happened to hair to be able to get growth factors to hit the follicle directly and not having to just rely on supplements that have to make their way to the hair all about prp exosomes are massive right now they're super expensive Mm. because they work so uh, all the more you inject in there the better and Microneedling. Microneedling is amazing. We have like devices that we can use at home now. I mean, we do microneedling for our faces at home and it just creates those micro channels that allow your topical to penetrate and just get more direct access to the source. Can I just ask a little bit about PRP? Because that's a, a pretty popular treatment over here for hair loss and, and I get asked about it a lot. I've had some patients who have responded really well to it and then others who haven't Mm -hmm. and the ones that haven't responded do you think it's more about their lifestyle factors and and other things around that you know that they need to adjust before having that treatment 
Yeah, unfortunately, you can never guarantee the results with these things because we do have so many other external factors that are at play here. So I think that's why it's it should be everyone's responsibility that's dealing with anybody with their hair in any way to ask them questions about you know, looking at things holistically. So if you just do the PRP and you're providing the supplements and you're providing the topicals even, and this person has, you know, a very restricted diet and this person is lacking a lot of sleep or, you know, has a really bad kind of um, hair routine and, you know, poor scalp hygiene, well, all of that is working against what those growth factors are trying to do. So... Yeah, it's important to to look at the big picture and help people understand that it's, again, like I said in the very beginning, it's not just a, you know, one size fits all thing. It's not a cure. It's care. PRP, I'm all for it. What about, this is jumping off to a different topic, but I just had some frequently asked questions. So how often are you supposed to wash your hair? Or what is the ideal? Is there too much, too little? Yeah, it's such a common question. It's such a good question because everyone wants to know, is it okay? Can I go this this many days? Is it bad for my hair yeah. or am I doing it too often? I think the way that I look at it is I don't believe in changing somebody's frequency or like your habits, right? Because we're pretty stuck. The majority of people are very stuck in the way that they do their things. So if you've been a once a week washer, it's going to be very hard to convince you to do it more frequently. If you're a daily washer, that's just something you're used to and something that makes you feel comfortable. So the way I like to look at it is instead of saying how often you should wash your hair, because all our scalps are different, all our hair qualities are different. Instead of that, I like to look at the products that you're using. So if you are a daily washer and you just have to shampoo your hair every day, I would recommend super gentle shampoos for you. Because you're washing so frequently, you don't need any kind of harsh ingredients. You need moisturizing. You need super gentle cleansing agents. If you are someone that really likes to extend their shampoo days then i would probably have you use a clarifying shampoo every single time because your daily shampoo is not going to cut it so that kind of range and it's really hard for the consumer to kind of figure out what products are the right ones for them which is what i've developed and we can definitely chat about that but I just kind of look at, okay, if you're a 7 to 10 day washer, I want you to use a scrub. I want you to use a detox shampoo, clarifying shampoo, whatever it is. So that's the kind of thing. I mean, if you guys think about it, it's the same with the face. Some people have to exfoliate their face much more often just to maintain like that, you know, clear kind of skin and other people barely ever exfoliate and they're fine and they can get away with it the scalp is the exact same you just have to really tailor the the whole routine for sure what about dry shampoo i would love to know your thoughts on that i was an avid dry shampoo user and then now i've kind of been a little bit scared of it so are you for it or against it Oof! everyone wants to know i love dry shampoo i mean it's a (laughs) lifesaver what would we do without it yeah. If you're using dry shampoo, use a clarifying shampoo after that. 
make sure you're getting it out. Okay, so it's not going to stunt my hair growth if I use <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> it's not. But then again, it's the same thing. Like if you use really heavy concealer and foundation, you're going to need a little bit of a better facial cleanser. It's the same thing on the scalp. So if you are using a dry shampoo every single day, I would just say you know go for a harsher cleanser maybe bring some sulfates into your routine and have a scalp scrub on hand we we need it it is what it is you know i would rather you not have oily roots than you know have oily roots (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) well can you tell us a little bit about your hair platform Mm -hmm. that you're have you launched it yet or you're about to launch it no we're about to any day now yeah so exciting yes so exciting it's been in the works for many years now it is a e-com platform so it's an online retailer it's called leona and it is the first of its kind to kind of focus on women's hair health we have never had an online hair care retailer that is tailored to women and women's hair journeys and women's life cycles tendencies and we're educating and matching women to the best hair products from around the world. So you come to leona.co and it's if you and I were having a one-on-one consultation and the super intelligent AI on the website will handpick products for you from our curated collection. And again, we're talking the best products from around the world, like things that I've vetted with my cosmetic chemist, things that we've tried, we have tested on people, it's not easy for you to make the cut on this platform but that's just what it takes today because there's so much noise in the industry and there's so many products out there that we're simplifying the retail experience we're matching you with the best products from what we've handpicked and you know we're educating you and guiding you along the way so it's like you're you have your own hair concierge your own hair expert there for you it is a very intelligent and caring conscious type of retailer that's amazing i would love to use something like that because sometimes you're right there's so many products on the market and it's so overwhelming you're just like oh my god does someone please help me tell me what exactly i should use Mm. for my specific hair or my you know scalp or condition yeah Yeah. rather than trial and error you know which is how i think everyone's doing it nowadays it'd be better to have some guidance it's too hard i mean like you know, we did a huge survey on how many people were actually finishing their products in the shower. And it was interesting because we learned that people were finishing them reluctantly or they weren't finishing them at all. And they were just kind of cycling through all these products because they were like, I don't think this is doing anything or this made it worse or this made it oilier or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's quite the journey and we don't have time to have to go through all these products and figure out if it's working you don't even know if it's working we're taking all the guesswork out and guaranteeing results amazing and are you gonna have like shampoo conditioners hair oils heat protectants is it a whole range of products that you're going to be having on there yeah it's a good question we're actually focusing on hair health and the foundations of what that what it takes to have healthy hair so we're removing the need to have styling products the need to rely on hair masks or hair oils instead we're bringing it back and we're saying if you have the right shampoo and conditioner you will have phenomenal hair when you have 
the right topical and the right supplements, then you can continue or start to grow better hair. And then if you really need to enhance it, then we bring in laser devices and microneedling devices and scalp massagers. So we're not trying to confuse the consumer. We're just saying if you had a daily routine that you need to rely on, this is what you need. Everything else is supplemental and we can hopefully remove the need for you to have that even part of your life amazing sounds awesome i can't wait like i have so many mental notes right now <laughs> like, oh my god can't wait to use that yeah, yeah. i can't wait so, for it to launch so we like to end our podcasts with some of our favorite questions to ask our guests and our first question is what is your best hair tip okay this is such a simple tip and do you guys have naturally wavy hair, any of you? Or curly hair? Yeah. yeah. I've got like fri- frizzy hair, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, the greatest tip is to air dry your hair slowly if you want to leave it natural. So if you want to wear your hair yeah. wavy and you want to decrease the amount of frizz that your hair would normally air dry with, if you can dry your hair slowly, meaning containing it enough so that it doesn't immediately lose moisture so this could be like coming out of the shower towel drying your hair with your microfiber towel and either keeping it up in the microfiber towel because it'll still keep it damp for longer or what i love to do is put it up in a super loose bun and use french pins so like very loose pins that can kind of hold it up somewhat and allow it to dry slowly like that And then I can let the rest of it dry, like the last 20 to 10% of it to dry, just air dry normally down. But because I allow that moisture to stay around a little bit longer, your hair can actually hang on to moisture better versus coming out of the shower, drying your hair with a towel and then just letting it air dry completely or using the blow dryer and blasting your hair dry you know when that just makes your hair like insanely dry it's because you're it's just losing the moisture immediately it doesn't allow the cuticle to close back down and for it to hold on to moisture so it's such a great tip it it is a life changer because i have like wavy wavy and frizzy hair myself so that's what i always say dry your hair slowly even if you don't want to wear it natural and you're going to do a full blowout just dry it like that first and you're going to see what a better quality blowout you get and how your hair changes over time amazing we'll have to give it a go yeah, you'll have yeah. to let yeah, me know it's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah what is your all-time favorite non-negotiable hair product okay so this is a non-leona product i'm going to talk about something that i think can relate to everybody What's the weather like for you guys right now? Are you humid in any way? It's pretty humid. humid. Yeah, yeah, okay. And is that like common throughout the year? In, in Brisbane, it in is. In Brisbane? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty humid all the time. Oh, you're going to love this then. Well, this is one of my favorite products. It is Dream. Oh my God, I've seen that. <laughs> By yeah. Color Wow. We've seen it. It has been trending. We've all seen that like glass mm-hmm. kind of hair, the glass blowout and all that. This product is not normal okay i have never seen anything like this before i don't understand like what kind of magical alchemy and like potion this is but i mean 
It is so good for humidity resistance. You'd spray it in your hair before you blow dry it. And of course it's heat activated. So once you do that blowout, it just keeps it nice and it keeps your blow dry for longer and even if like you go out and it's raining or the weather really does get to your hair even a little bit like it'll mess up your blowout you can just go back in and re-blow it out and it'll just go right back to brand new it's a wonderful product if you haven't tried it what was the name of it again it's called dream coat by color wow add that to the list add to cart what (laughs) So just moving away from hair just a little bit into into skin because for anyone who's watching the video obviously Shab you've got beautiful skin what is your absolute favorite skin product Okay do you guys know Natur No no not familiar So no. a it, it looks like Agent Natur I don't think we okay. have that. Yeah, okay. Well, sure. it's an it's an interesting brand that does a lot of different like beauty slash wellness products. And I had done an interview with them recently and the founder was kind enough to send me over all their skin products. And you guys, they have this oil. It's like an anti-aging firming serum that you would wear under your moisturizer. I don't know what is in it. But it is the best serum for under foundation. Like when I want to go out and I want to just glow so you can see me from a mile away, this is the best serum ever. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Agent Natel. The products, everything they make is so incredibly high quality. So yeah, so their serum, you should check it out. See if you can find it online and just yeah. look into it because I'm such a fan I just get compliments on my makeup like I never did before. It shows up great on camera. Mm. Yeah, it's just hands down so yummy. We'll check it out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) These podcasts are making It's getting expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before we finish up the call? Yeah, sure. I have my own podcast show called The Hair Like Hers Podcast, which is, surprise, all about women's hair health. So, you know, I talk to experts that help connect all the dots with our hair and our health. So we have, we'll we'll do anything from like menopause conversations to diet conversations to female menstruation. Like we'll get into it and it's really helpful, a really great resource. It makes us kind of understand how our body works and then of course how our hair is just a product of it all. And you guys can follow me and learn all about like hair health tips and science and expert backed facts on my social media you can find me at shab hair expert and you can sign up at leona.co the platform for you know when it goes live so you can you guys can be the first people to shop for all the perks that we're giving to our first you know wave of customers so you should definitely check that Amazing. out yeah We'll leave all of Shab's notes in the description bar below as well. So if you want to find her Instagram or her website, it'll all be there. All right. right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks so much, you guys. It was really nice to be on the show. Thank you. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Take care.
Bye. Bye. Honestly, guys, we are actually going to go broke from this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have so many mental notes. My brain's, like, hurting a little the bit. The whole time, like, okay, yeah, writing like, in the group chat, yeah. this is it. I'm probably spelling the things wrong as yeah. well, but I'm like, at least I we know. We need this. We need it. Yeah. Well, for this one, like, I don't ever put a lot of effort into my hair. Like, yeah. I buy products from the barber when I get my hair cut, yeah. and that's the extent of it. So I'm really interested to try some stuff and just see what I can do. I mean, you've got lo- both of you have such thick, <laughs> luscious hair as is, so you're blessed. But I feel like we could probably always do a little bit more. I'm interested to do the scalp oil because yeah. telling you right now, I would have been terrified to put anything on my scalp in. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to be oily. Yeah, same. You know, when you like yeah. put like a growth oil, but then you have to sit there for an hour. And then and you're, you're like, going to wash it off. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do that. I yeah. also really want a scalp scrub. Like I have tried the Christophe mm. Robin, which I love, but I want to get more into scalp scrubs. Oh, we're going to have to ask her about that. Well, yeah. thanks everyone listening to today's podcast. I hope you learned something about hair thinning, hair scalp care, basically everything hair. Make sure to follow us on all our socials. Our socials plus Shab's socials will be in the description. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review and we will see you in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.